My soul is bigger than I ever knew and I have gained such a deeper appreciation for life and the spiritual reality that we inhabit. Fuck it, Christ! <laughs> What's up guys? It is Jose Slavowski and after years of researching, reading, and writing DMT trip reports, this one is the best that I've ever come across. I know that all of you will enjoy it as much as I did. Here we go. On September 29th, 2019, I had my first experience taking DMT. Ever since that stormy Sunday night, my life has been profoundly altered. My mind has continued to evolve, my consciousness continuing to find new horizons within and without, my brain still buzzing from what I can only describe as one of the holiest, transcendental, unexpected experiences of my entire life. Many say it is hard to put into words what you witness, experience, and learn, and that is absolutely the case with my experience. I will try to recollect what I can, based on audio immediately following the experience, where I try to explain what I just saw, as well as notes I wrote the night of and day after that 7-minute astral projection. I compiled them and used them throughout this report. I'm still unraveling the visions and entities I encountered and feel as if I'm only scratching the surface all these weeks later. A few things that have really stayed with me. Number one, that this place exists and that it always has and always will. Number two, that this place seemed so familiar yet so alien, but full of infinite love, joy, wonder, and power. And number three, that this place is inhabited is a staggering thing to process. Of all the psychedelic journeys I've taken in my life, none of them were truly inhabited. You could die, dissolve your ego, and travel space-time, but rarely do you encounter other beings other creatures. This place is not like that. It is truly full of beings. All the gods, in fact, from all cultures. All religions are true. All of them connect to this realm, and for far too long this secret has been kept from too many people in the modern civilization we live in, and that is a true shame at best. At worst, it could be dangerous that we don't travel to this realm as a species. The lessons are mighty and the impact is real. Going here will change you, no question. It takes courage, but once you've gone, you will never forget where you went. This writing is my attempt at documenting where I went in the clearest of ways, so that even without ingesting this sacred compound, you can understand somewhat of what lies beyond this most basic of realities, this meager dream that we are sharing and existing in. And for the uninitiated, this may seem like a bizarre fantasy hallucination, but I can assure you, it was far beyond that. This experience was more real 
than the reality we all inhabit. A month later, I found myself digging deep into ancient texts, geological records, and historical studies of all the great civilizations of human history, going all the way back to the Greeks, Romans, Sumerians, Egyptians, Hindus, and beyond. I've been reading and studying Graham Hancock, Michael Pollan, Richard Strassman, Aldous Huxley, and Terence McKenna again. I've been researching the connections to the beings I communicated with, who communicated to and through me, as if they were me and I were them. That there was really no separation, just manipulation of vibration and energy, as hippie as that sounds. Bearing the initial onset of the journey, the blast-off, if you will, the entire experience had a feeling of familiarity and peace, an overwhelming presence of love and warmth. But only when you succumb to the power. If you resist, that's where the trouble begins. I wanted none of that, so I went right along with it because that was my intention, to go wherever this may lead and to learn whatever lesson it decided to teach me. Before I began, I meditated in my backyard and made clear my intentions for the journey. Connect with the Godhead and divine entities to heal my wounds, physical, mental, and emotional, and to give me wisdom to live a better and more spiritual life on this earth, and to be a better human to myself, my family, and the rest of the planet. Show me what I can't seem to grasp without this experience. Help me grow into the man I want to be. It's not for the novice, let me be clear. Had I not intensely prepared for months, had I not taken all the psychedelics in the past, had I not truly taken all the right steps, it could have gone horribly wrong. Resisting this is a natural reaction when it begins. You aren't sure what's happening, except it's pretty freaky. You gasp for breath. Time slows to a stop. The room disappears. Sounds of which I've never heard came out of pure silence. Everything melts into one. There are Alex Gray eyes everywhere, and you feel like you are dying. But really, it is just your ego dissolving. The you that we want to hold on to is gone no longer valid. When time slows to a stop in this reality, it is almost as if it is pausing, stuck in a final moment before your transition, that gets stuck in an almost comical gif, over and over and over. That paused movie that will be back soon enough. Close your eyes, embrace the fractaling of the room and everything in front of you, dissolving and folding up before your very eyes. Just as your entire being does while you phase into the new world. The last thing I remember looking at was the lamp in the dining room as it was melting into some sort of jellyfish, glistening and wet with a giant, pulsating, breathing eye that simply said without words, I am not worth your time. Close your eyes. There's so much more to see there. So I did, and I laid my head back, and my hands folded on my chest on my couch with my legs kicked out. 
I was calm and happy with my longtime partner and one of my best friends with me for the ceremony. The first strange thing that happened was this eerie sensation of not being able to breathe until a massive, masculine voice hushed to me, relax, shh, breathe, stop moving, shh, breathe, pay attention, shh. And suddenly, I took what felt like my first breath of life again, only there was no end. I could inhale forever. And when I exhaled, it was accompanied by the sound of symphonies and aboriginal instruments. The big booming voice told me again to listen, pay attention, there was much to learn. And it almost forced me to pay attention to my breathing as I gained my bearings in this realm. Then my body, or what seemed like my body, now completely translucent and black like the space around me, sat upright into the lotus position. I saw my chakras light up from the bottom to the top, and a beam of light shot out of my head, and I was flung into a deep space that had no end to it. It was as if I was hurtling through space, but without a body or physical presence. I couldn't really tell if I was really moving, but it seemed like I was. Very fast. The voice did not leave, as it was teaching me to meditate. That this was a secret to take back with me. That somehow this was important to remember. That this is how one becomes Buddha Christ. That is what happened to me as I moved from this earthly plane to the mysterious new realm I never imagined could exist. Entities quickly appeared, the powerful spirit voice guides you with shocking force, throwing you into this place. My first visit was from Ganesh, the Namnus, and the river of souls above me, a digital river with computer code in various languages intertwining and feeding the whole thing, the souls included. It was clear this is where souls go to rebirth. I was witnessing the truths of all great religions. It was all being shown to me. I saw Vishnu and his incredible blue skin and multiple arms. I heard the songs of kings, remembered all my past lives, my ancestors and future selves. There's much more to this phase which I cannot recall. But before I left this immortal, ancient, alien universe, a plant appeared before me, which became a coiled, pulsing, color-melting rope that coiled out in a fractal pattern of which I cannot put into words, but it was almost as if it were dancing for me. The rope quickly twisted into a gorgeous, multicolored, constantly shape-shifting snake. At this point, I'm no longer on Earth, no longer in the world we know it, and I've totally forgotten it and who I am at this point. I am transfixed with everything that is happening. Going here was not the easiest, and it took me a lot of dedication and self-control not to totally flip out as I was blasted into this astral plane. Not being able to breathe and watching reality disappear is freaky shit. And the entities and lessons are what you need 
not want. It's the most powerful experience a human can have, hands down. It's more insane than skydiving from space straight through the earth to the other side of space. It's crazier than time traveling with aliens. I encourage anyone who is willing to take the sacrament to do the work, to prepare first and take it seriously. You will understand why, and you will be changed for the good forever. You will be reborn, so long as you integrate the lessons, which is what I've been trying to do ever since that transcendental day in September. You will contact gods and communicate with them, not in some metaphorical way, but actual direct contact. This is the secret of the universe. This is what all the ancients tapped into, the secret of the secret societies. It was like every psychedelic trip I've ever had summed up, and only taking the tiniest fractions of the experience in seven minutes. There is so much to unpack and understand, it's almost overwhelming. I was reminded of who I truly am and where I came from, and was reminded of my true calling, to speak the truth to share the cosmic joke, to help people when they need it, and to continue to write music and stories. Both are versions of eternal earthly spells, because spells are just words with certain intentions, and all sounds vibrate the spirit in ways words cannot, and both are the basic tools of wizards. I was reminded that many of us are from that tradition, that lineage of shamans, sages, and wizards, and we must continue onward and leave our spells behind on this earthly plane. We must share our words and their stories. We must leave them behind as a testament to our lives and as a homage to the great divine that manifests this bizarre reality with us. One of the most profound aspects of this quest was that I literally taught things that I was just starting to learn. I was taught how to meditate, how to find my center no matter what, taught the importance of sitting straight, chakra and gland alignment. The last thing I remember before I faded out again was being grabbed and wrapped up by the serpent god as it hugged me into love. It didn't want me to leave, and I didn't want to either, but I knew I would return someday, and as I slipped away, and felt myself disintegrating back into my body. The snake showed me everything I ever wanted to know and more, as a reminder of what awaits upon my next journey back. It laughed at me because it knew I would forget almost all of it as soon as I learned it, which is frustrating and heartbreaking and glorious and brilliant all at once. This final moment reminding you that there is a trickster element to the divine. You realize it is all part of the design, which is unbelievable. This sense of humor that exists and how forgotten it has been in recalling so many of the ancient stories. I've had several trips that have basically reminded me to stop taking everything so seriously. The joke's on us, and once you encounter the infinite wisdom, that moment of perfect clarity, you feel a sense of warmth and excitement. Ugh. That's it, that's the secret, you're right, I get it. It's a divine comedy, it's a joke. 
We come back and start over again many times. Enjoy this life. Make the most of it. It's a quick wink and we're dead. Although not really. It's just our ape suit that goes on sideways on us. This life, this holy reality, it's a gift. It goes away before we know it. Don't take it so hard. But don't waste it either. And for God's sake, have a good time as much as possible. That wild, shape-shifting, color-changing, coiled snake, that cobra rattler that surrounded me, it was the most powerful entity and presence I've ever felt. I can still remember its grasp, its perfect, gentle strength, the way it moved, the sound of its voice, and how it coiled around me, covering me in love and peace as it came back behind me and spoke through my third eye somehow, like it was talking to the center of my brain, where the pineal gland resides. Imagine it like this. My life has been putting this puzzle together, but there's been all these missing pieces. And it's my thought, if I had those missing pieces, I'd have the whole picture, all the answers. I was given those answers, but you can only remember so many of them. Even still, that puzzle, well, it's so much bigger now, infinitely so. I have questions to things I have never even considered. The universe has become so much more profound in things that have been hidden, some behind the veils of deception were uncovered. All truths were revealed to me. It has been a chore to keep up with what I can remember of it. But this realm is where the truth resides. For the first time, I felt like I was being shown real, pristine, logical truths of the most insane magnitude. From this experience, I have a new take on religions, gods, and the divine. I understand more clearly what the serpent represents. It was a manifestation of the Godhead, the very essence of your own soul down to the coiled DNA that codes all life. The cobra rattlesnake that shapeshifts and speaks through you. It manifests in nearly every culture, in nearly every civilization since the dawn of mankind. To me, it was the voice of the one true God taking the form of the snake. The snake with its ability to shed its skin represents transformation of the old ways or the old self-making way for the new. Snakes symbolize wisdom, death, resurrection, fertility, and procreation. The serpent was a symbol of kingship and appeared on the head of pharaohs in Egypt. And you've no doubt seen the caduceus, the twinned two snakes around a staff that has become the symbol of medicine and resembles the DNA strand. I could go on, but there are many places to read about the history of the serpent throughout civilizations. Which leads me to one of the biggest truths that I wanted to know about. Death. I wanted to know what happened to us when we die. And what I learned is one of the most comical things we already know. And that's a centerpiece of the cosmic joke. We're all looking for answers that we already have. We have told the story in every religion and every culture since the beginning. The notion of an afterlife is very real. Not only that, but it is not the afterlife. It is the actual life. 
The life we are living on this planet is the dream that we wake up from upon death. Our nocturnal dreams are small windows, brief moments in that realm, which is why it feels so familiar. This is where we come from and where we go, and for most of us, it's not the first time. We all come and go to the other side of the veil and are reunited again. Everything will be fine. We all come and go to the other side of the veil and are reunited again. Everything will be fine. When we die, we all meet up back again. It's not a fairy tale. This notion is very real. We will be okay, no matter how bad it seems here. I didn't see any relatives this time, but I know that they were somewhere in this infinite place of love and joy with all the dead rock stars and actors and writers and heroes of our mortal existence. These souls, all infinite and shape-shifting and angelic and perfect, like we all are forever. This silly ape suit we wear is to test us, to give us experience and to teach us how to love. When I came to, I was gently dissolved back to the earth. I was smiling. I was rejuvenated. I said out loud, it's a joke. You have to remember to smile, it's just a joke. I understood the cosmic comedy of the divine experience. I felt euphoric. My body felt so relaxed, as if it had been flooded with the best opium on earth. I was so happy, so clean, so centered. It was absolutely a religious experience. I came out of it and cried as I reached for my friend and partner's hands and telling them I love them. In under seven minutes, I had the most legit, holy moment you could ever have. All the religions are true. It is a pantheon that serves one ultimate power. This compound is truly magic, quite possibly the most powerful magic that exists. It's unreal. There is so much I'm leaving out, but that touches on some of the most profound aspects and beings of my first experience with DMT, or what I could manage to put into words. There was much, much more to it. So many lessons and truths have slid just enough into my periphery that I can't remember it all. But what I did bring back will never be forgotten. The bell cannot be unrung. My soul is bigger than I ever knew, and I have gained such a deeper appreciation for life and the spiritual reality that we inhabit. I am truly blessed to have experienced this, and I am thankful for what it taught me. I cannot say when the next time I will travel here, if I ever do again, but for the first time in my life, I experienced total divinity. We are all eternal divine creatures having a shared spiritual experience to teach each other love. This life is a dream that we create through our thoughts, choices, actions, and interactions. God is real. God is us. We are not separated. We never were, and we never will be. That thought alone has kept me smiling all these weeks later. Uh...
Round of applause, guys. That's as good as it gets. Um, yeah, it doesn't get no better than that, guys. Uh, that basically sums up DMT. Uh, uh, I don't know how you could ever top that. That is uh, one absolutely stunning story. Just round of applause. Just round of applause for this uh, special individual. Um, wow, incredible. Just spectacular. Guys, this is exactly what the DMT experience is. This is exactly what I've experienced. This is exactly what so many other people have experienced. If people weren't lazy and if people enjoyed writing, this is what you would just read over and over and over. He just, he got it right. He, you sit before the DMT experience and you try to get out of it what you can. You tell yourself, you know, you figure out questions that you want to be answered. And it really takes away the anxiety. And it really gets you to a place that you really want to experience. And this was just absolutely unbelievable. I could break down so many, every every paragraph. And there's like 30 million paragraphs I could break down and talk about. Absolutely mind-blowing. Yes. That is the real world. That's the real world. This is why this is a joke. This this is the dream. This is the dream. And it just makes me very interested because on one of my DMT experiences, yeah, I met this chick that it had felt like I had known and that I had been with for thousands of years. It's crazy, man. Every time I'm ever with a woman, bro... I'm going to be thinking of her, man, and just knowing that I'm going to get my ass chewed out once I die. <laughs> it sounds insane. It sounds insane, but so little people have experienced this. So little people have even begun to think about any of this. This guy is saying all religions are right. You know how many people are religious in the world? You know how many people would disagree with that? He saw Vishnu. I... Yeah, I've seen uh, Saragati, I believe. That was her name. Just, oh my, oh, unbelievable. Guys, you must understand that this is it. Everything he said is the truth. I've come to that same conclusion. That absolute same conclusion. And this is a joke, the cosmic joke. We know what's going to happen. We actually know. And it's pretty interesting. Because when you do some high doses of DMT, it gets so bizarre, so insane, so out of this world that a big chunk of me really thinks that how could we ever know what happens when we die? And again, a lot of philosophers say that it's pointless to even think about that because we won't be ourselves when we die. So it's completely pointless. But then again, guys, this is eternity. And how many years left do we have on Earth? You know what I mean? This is kind of a big deal. This this life we have right now, it's just a dream. It's going to be over. You know how fast times go, how fast time goes by, especially when you're at work and at school all the time. It's crazy how fast time flies. Chase your dreams. Chase your dreams, guys. Do it. Cuz it doesn't matter. And again, if you do if you do what you're most passionate about, you're going to become good at it and people are going to want to pay you money. You just got to figure out what you're good at and what are your passions and do it and you're you're going to love life. Oh my god, guys. I It says 46 minutes. 
on my uh, thing, how this has been going, and I'm starving because I'm cutting, I'm trying to lose fat, so I have no energy, but I would love to just talk about each sentence, and this is, you know, not too many big words where I had to Google and see how to, you know, say it with some other trip reports, just really well put together wording, um, the guy's talented for sure, just if this was his first experience, that's how you do it. That is how you do it, guys. You do your research. You figure out questions that you want answered. You be around the people that you love. You treat it as a spiritual experience. And you can get something like this out of it. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. My goodness. My goodness, guys. This is unbelievable. He described it. He described it so well. It gets that bizarre, guys. It gets that nuts where just stuff doesn't make sense and yet it does. And you're really told what humans have been thinking about for thousands upon thousands of years. And it's like heaven is real and we're all going to go there. And it's better than that. It's more complex than that. And we can... We may be gods. Just think about that, guys. Kind of makes sense. It's like, duh, suicide is bad because that's cheating. Suicide is cheating. You, you're, you're, what's it called? You're just, you know, canceling out of the game. Dang it, I forgot what that's called. I'm blanking. But you know, when you're down by 50 points, force quitting. It's suicide is force quitting. And of course, that's enriched in us, that suicide is bad, that death is bad. Because if we thought death was good, the entire purpose of this existence would be for naught. Of course, we forget most of what we learn when we do DMT and other psychedelics. Because this entire experience would be ruined if we actually knew that we were gods. And that on the other side, that side being death... Life is so unbelievably beautiful. And that's what we experience on DMT. That exactly is what you experience on DMT. God damn, guys. This is it. If you haven't done DMT, you have to do it now. You gotta. This shit has me worked up. Let's go. This, this has me jacked, brother. Oh my god, and my eyes hurt so bad from looking at this fucking screen. <laughs> this is this is as good as it gets, guys. Um, what a great person. What a great individual. Wow. Isn't just like I felt like I just did DMT. <laughs> Somebody commented, truth. <laughs> it's not even any like like really cool comments the uh, dmt subreddit is a hit or miss oh i got a bunch of likes but this this deserves to be really shown on abc news in front of millions and um just so many just great realizations and truths and wording and really really a poetic description of dmt and dude a lot of what he said is in my what is dmt 
and dude i can make 20 what is dmt videos and guess what i'm planning on it not on youtube i'm shadow banned on that but tiktok is going off and you guys with the podcast it is growing exponentially as it should be as if you when you're not censored as a creator, you grow exponentially because you have all of your people that are already subscribed and then you have new people because I shouldn't have to explain it to you. You guys know. Fucking YouTube, bro. I'm getting two views every two days on this video I spent a week on. Like that, what is DMT like? Like what a joke. What a complete joke. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the views. I just don't want to be censored. I want to spread the word. Because this is beautiful. This is beautiful, bro. I wouldn't be chasing my dreams. I would be dead without DMT. Prozac nearly ruined my life. I realized it not too long ago. Prozac was what tore away my empathy. That made me feel empty. That led me to do horrible things. Because I didn't feel anything. Because the pharmaceutical company gave me this bullshit drug called Prozac, which led me to nearly destroy my life. I never even passed a class my sophomore year. I got arrested for my dick hanging out of my pants. I didn't even care that much. Great story, by the way. Um, it may sound creepy. It was, I, I guess, no, it's not. It's not creepy. It's not creepy, just a penis arrest story. That's, you know, it's pretty ordinary. But guys, this is this is the truth, man. And it kills me. It kills me to have YouTube censor me and other content creators. It it's so sad because this is this is the this is as good as it gets. Like this has. Can we put this into a film? Can we? Can we put this into a TV show? I read a great book that I really want to make into like a small series. And it's, it's, it's about alien encounters that are very DMT-like. I'm actually going to go over it. I'm very excited. I discovered it while being locked up and wrote so many notes from it. That's going to be a great episode. But anyways, dude, I'm at what? I'm at 52 minutes. I got to study. I got to go tell jokes. You know, that's what I realized. This is all just a cosmic joke. And do what you love. And I like making people laugh. And... I know I really don't do it too much on this podcast. Sorry about my babbling before some of my trip reports. That was years and years ago. Sorry about my swearing. Um, I was very unattractive. And I was not very mindful. But um, I hope that you guys really love this trip report as much as I did. Donate to the page. I mean, you know, my PayPal, PayPal. I'm tripping too hard for uh, more content. It's always appreciated. Um, and please leave a five-star review so more people can find this, guys. We are now on Apple, but I'm not getting a lot of downloads because there's not many reviews. So if you guys could leave, you know, you know, a review, just just lie. Just say it's a good podcast and I'm funny. Just leave five stars. Just lie and screenshot to me and. When I'm rich and successful in uh, 60 years, I will make it worth your time, alright? Um, you guys have a great day. And just just remember this story. Because I know I will. Can't, can't forget that.